slash Mafia Radio. If you want to talk fishing with a crew, hit us up at 888-404-1010. Here's your host, Captain Bubba and his crew, Captain Glenn and James Garrison. Good morning. Flats Mafia Radio. We have a great show bringing to you today. I'm in the studio with Captain Glenn Sanchez and my man, Papa Tico Diaz, Alejandro Diaz from the Coast Guard, live in the studio with us today. We're going to be going into a second segment with him, talking about some great stories from the Coast Guard. And uh, we're going to go into a little bit about fishing. Glenn had a big, big uh, tournament this weekend and unfortunately was unable to fish. Yes. You did some pre-fishing in the sea. That was a bean buster right there. Yeah, I know. You know what's yeah. crazy is because you were on some fish, too. I was. I was. We were on some. Papa Tico, how you doing over there? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. Listen to that voice. There that guy's made is. for radio. Yeah. yeah. I'm nervous right now. No, you don't got to be nervous. We're just sitting here chatting. We're are glad you're sweaty? here. Oh, no, not yet. Are your no. hands not sweaty? Not Knees yet. weak, right, arms right. are heavy. <laughs> Vomit on your sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Eight foot, ten foot swells, no problem. But uh, <laughs> talking live on the radio, nervous. Okay, I hear you. Well, we're going to break you in nice and easy. All right. But uh, Glenn, you were on some fish. I was. You were on some good fish, it seemed like. And uh, I was actually looking forward to you going and doing some damage in that tournament. But unfortunately, Unfortunately, you had had your good luck charm with you, Paige. Well, she couldn't fish, unfortunately, because, you know, she hasn't fished uh, any of them. them, And and they wouldn't allow her. And also, uh, my tournament partner... Uh, copped out on me at 11 o'clock at night. Ooh. And that tournament partner was supposed to come today and talk. Really? Yeah. So, not mentioning any names, but he was supposed to come today and talk. So, whatever happened with that... Uh, I don't know because you have called me and says, "Hey, who do you want to come?" Oh, oh, your tournament for? Oh, yeah, 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 you get it, you get it. Okay, so, no, I so, didn't know that. I yeah, didn't know that. yeah. So he copped out on me, but you know, hey, we, there's plenty more. Okay, to, to fish yeah. Well, he was that. actually supposed to come in talk today as well. Yeah, and uh, I talked to him last night briefly, but he's he's just on dad duty, and there's no way yeah. for him to come in hey, and do it. It happens. It happens. You know, you know so families first for sure. But uh, I happened to go out on the water with uh, yeah, a friend of. A mutual friend of ours, Mike Russo. Mikey yes. Russo, I love that guy. Yeah, Mike. Mike's a great guy. Yeah. We actually uh, we uh, left. Bubba, the- <laughs> Bubba, come on, man. Yeah. We left out of the canal. Uh, Mike has a beautiful house right there, uh, just right before uh, Cobra Towers. And uh, we left in his Pathfinder. You see, what's funny is, is Mike was listening to the show that we had last week. That we had, um, we had to re, you know, replay a show. Right. So right. he was listening to us talk about, it and I was going to go on a charter. So he hits me up later that day, and it was like, "Hey, come on, let's go on the tower boat and go scout." Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, "All right, cool." But and then I found out halfway through the day, he was like, "So what do you people want to fish for tomorrow?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, on the show." I was like, "No, Mike, that was a." That was a ready pre-recorded show from back then. He goes, oh, all right. I was like, let's just go find some fish and catch some fish. So uh, uh, we went to the Howard Franklin where the bait is absolutely loaded. Like the Howard Franklin looks like the Skyway right now. Right, right. On the Tampa side. Mike had a real heavy net, which was perfect. I thought I was literally going to throw one time. It was going to be over with. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we Mike's tower weren't able to get up under the bridge. And so we kept trying to catch it from uh, the south side of the bridge. 
and kept throwing, throwing, bro. We'd come up with nothing, nothing, nothing. You check so, yourself for a hernia? Uh, I got, I, honestly, I, uh, Alex actually <laughs> just in the parking lot put an icy hot patch on my back. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Have you check my boy for a hernia? You tell him to cough? Yeah. No, no, he didn't check me for a Matter of fact, let me see your hand. You can check me right now. I saw a little bit too much of his back flying it on. Throwing a herniator, right? Yeah. So finally, we said, you know what? Let's go all the way around the bridge because we didn't fit with the tower. Let's get on the opposite side. We got in the shadow line. We got to that other side where the shadow line was at, and there was a quadrillion baits just in the shadow. Finally threw one time. Done. One time. After I threw 19 before that through one more time and 20 was the charm so we got some bait and we uh we went right over to cypress and pulled up and we we saw about 50 50 snook at cypress beach mm-hmm. we stopped the boat start chumming first two fish right off the bat i caught were probably two 24 inch trout nice. didn't even get a snook to it. we threw some chummers out didn't even get a snook to pop the bait but then i mean we caught i caught two trout back to back and then uh i think mike caught one and then we moved on because we were just just going, we were trying to move around and go search for some fish because at that time he still thought I had a charter. Right, <laughs> but right. we right. did go find a school of redfish that was on the move, though. You mm-hmm. know how you say when those redfish on the lower ties they push out on that flat right. over around Fourth Street? Mm-hmm. Well, they were pushed out, but they were moving. Like right. they weren't, nothing was spooking them. You know, they were, we were the only ones there. And you could, Mike was like, oh, look at that push. And then he was up in the tower. And then I, I looked at the push, and then sure enough, I could see the red. Right. And it was probably only like 40, maybe 40. 50 fish right and um you know we didn't get no redfish there and we went around big island and fished a little bit more we didn't really have enough water and the tide really wasn't that good Mm -hmm. but um you know it was it was all in all a decent day with you and those redfish you were on you were obviously you're fishing artificial because of the tournament i i was but um uh back to what you're saying like you know those fish at the fourth street when when you're fishing very very shallow you know water uh Watch for the for the mullet movement, and like you said, those fish are, are, are moving away from the boat because it's real shallow. They they hear every you know splash, every movement of your boat. So post up, you know, see see where they're going, see where that mullet's running, and follow follow that mullet line, and, and come around, post up, and just wait. They'll come back by you. Yeah. And then once they come back by you, especially if you have live bait. If they come back by, you know, cut a couple up, throw them out there, yeah. cut the tails. Don't let that live bait swim, especially this time of year. Don't let it swim. Let it just flutter on the bottom. Don't yeah. kill them, but cut the tail, let it flutter on the bottom, and and throw two, three rods out, and those that school of redfish will come back yeah, by you. Find your, see, I was even thinking, what, go my back, go ahead. Yeah, because what happens is when you're chasing these fish in these shallow water, especially like in a bay boat, like if you have a little mitzi skiff or something like that, it's, you know, it's, it's probably a little bit better, but when you have a bigger boat, when you have three or four guys, Guys moving around, stay put. Yeah, he stay didn't put. have a, he didn't have a that, trolling motor. Let, right, let that mullet come to you. Especially if you don't have a trolling motor, let that mullet come to you. Anchor, sit there. If you see them at one spot, okay, they're here. Park your boat right where you saw them. And they'll come back. Yeah. They'll come back. Yeah, I was thinking, that, that, I mean, because yeah. we were jumping spot to spot because we weren't really, we weren't going to be out there that long. Right. But I would have took a whole bunch of cut bait and fanned a complete circle around the boat and then did how right. you normally do, dead stick it. Right. And let, you know, just be patient. Right. But, you know, we were on the move bouncing around. But it was nice to see a school of redfish moving around. Right. And um, so so next time when you're out on the flat and you do see those fish, that's. Yeah, that's 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 my technique. Yeah. Like, that's what I do. 
when I was fishing up north, when I was pre-fishing, I buzzed it with my skiff. I ran right over them, right over them. I saw, I saw maybe 20, 25 fish. I said, okay, I'm gonna fish these fish. They couldn't go nowhere. The tide was so far out, maybe 50 yards from me, the birds were standing. So mm. I know they're gonna be right there. You know, they're not gonna go further out and they're not, they can't go further in because there's no water. Yeah. So I putted back around, put it back around, and I moved up maybe about 20 yards to where I just ran over. I laid my boat down, anchored up. I threw a gulp because I saw the mullet movement. I threw a, 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 a gulp out. I let it on the back of my boat, and I just freelined it, let it there, and this redfish inhaled it about 15 minutes later. It's going to take a while for the redfish to settle down, but, yeah. they'll, but they'll start feeding. And I was up there on my tower, and I was just watching, and I watched the redfish come by me with the mullet. They came by me. I was throwing. They weren't feeding. They were still rattled because I, obviously I ran over them. Yeah. And uh, after 15, 20 minutes, sure enough, one came by the boat. I flipped it right by him, that little John, and he smoked it right there. And he smoked the... Uh, the gulp. The gulp. That yeah. you were just kind of dead sticking on yeah, the back. That's they, a good technique. And they, and they smoke it, man. They do. That is they a do. really good technique. So. That, that, uh, well, you know, the thing is with the redfish, man, they're, they... They're all on their smell. Right. And um, especially with the gulp, that's like one of my favorite artificials to use for almost any fish, but redfish especially. And that's like my go-to bait for those big drum too. The when gulps? Yeah. Have you yeah. seen them again lately? Or you heard anything about those drum out there up the point? Uh, I mean, I haven't been personally. Um, actually, I was at Boulder Republic about uh-huh. an hour ago and I was talking to my man Jordan there and he, he had fished this tournament and Drum was one of them and he was out there you know annihilating he got first place nice congrats to him shout know? out to Jordan and uh, and yeah they're, they're there and I knew they were there because I saw him running uh, our, our show a couple weeks ago when you were doing the grouper when we were doing the grouper I saw him but I never stopped because yeah. I saw him and I just hauled butt to you know the Skyway but uh, they were there they showed up early and obviously they're getting thicker and thicker as as the as the know, time goes as on the time goes on right yeah right. Baba, you remember when we used to fish those docks over there at Tierra Verde? Those big black drum would come through. Back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. yeah. We, when we weren't, neither one of us had a boat, and we were fishing right. off the docks, catching big sheephead. Yeah. And, and then. And uh, trout, too. Yeah. And yep. then uh, I think Chris Resendi one time was there, and he hooked one of those big drum from the dock. Yeah, I remember. And then that. they jumped on the boat and fought him. There was actually one guy who threw a cast net on like a whole school of them. I don't know what he was thinking or what he was doing. Oh he threw a whole cast net, brought him to the side. It was like seven. 60 pounders in this cast. I don't know. You would have to fillet him with a chainsaw. Right, know. right. But, you know, that's how he fished. It's definitely fun times fishing for those things. You yeah. Know, you catch a, three or four of those, you know. It's, it's a good... Uh, they crap all over you sometimes. Oh, God. They <laughs> up all over ah! you. <laughs> yeah, they're messy fish. They're yeah, like they the tarpon are. in the summer. They are messy fish. So, but, so. Uh, you know, that is... Uh, that's a good, good, uh, good fun fish to catch. It's going to only get better here soon. Right. But, uh, Papa Tico, we're going to be going to you next. So, please, make sure you right, stay here. Right. Stay tuned. We got stories. some good oh, yeah. stories coming straight out of the Coast Guard. That's a it. survival pickup and a drug bus. Captain Bumba, Captain Glenn, and James Garrison are back with Flats Mafia Radio. Yes, sir. We are back. Flats Mafia Radio. 
Uh, we got our special guest in the building, Alejandro Diaz. Petty Officer Alejandro Diaz from the Coast Guard. Is That's that, it. That's it. That is it. We got the term correct. Yep. Uh, we got this is this is a this is gonna be a pretty sweet segment because we got two realistic stories, not realistic, two real stories uh, on uh, on behalf. Before we go, I want to go into the one. So you've been in the Coast Guard now how many years? They'll be coming up on eight uh, this April. Okay, eight years. And have you been stationed? Where have you been stationed at over these times? Well, first. Boot camp was in Cape May, New Jersey, and then uh, after that went on to uh, Charleston, South Carolina, on a 378-foot ship uh, called uh, Dallas. And after that, went to uh, Yorktown, Virginia for about three to four months, and then uh, on to uh, Kittery, Maine, New England, on another ship. And then uh, after three years after that, I'm back here in home, Station St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg, Love that's it. sweet. I know you were, lo- were loving to come back home. Oh, station vacation. And that's it. So uh, I remember you telling me a story, and I would love for you to elaborate on this story but um being in the coast guard you had to do uh a pretty crazy drug bust while you were out in the waters correct that's right and you were pretty much the guy who went onto the boat and you were the spanish speaking i was the only spanish speaking person you were the only so go ahead and tell me that story i want to hear that story that was that was my very first coast guard patrol in my career really and uh yeah i just got out of boot camp and they put me on this ship and we're doing drug interdiction and migrant addiction down in the caribbean and uh, we uh, we get intelligence of a like a Mexican fishing boat carrying uh, tons of cocaine. Really? And uh, we're out in the Pacific side. We went through the Panama Canal based off the intelligence, and uh, we found it. And the boat looks brand new. Painted. There's still wet paint on it, so it was very uh, suspicious. Uh, we must have boarded that boat for like four days straight. I did not sleep. I was constantly translating. And uh, we decided to do a, um, a search of the entire vessel. Uh, we had to switch the fuel tank from the aft tank all the way in the back of the boat to the forward because uh, uh, one of the scanners popped uh, something on the other side of the fuel tank. So get all the fuel out. I'm talking to the captain, and I just start hearing a lot of yelling in the back deck. I come out there. The captain's um, he's walking with me. He's all confused. And I see his crew laying on the deck, hands spread. Everyone's yelling at each other. And then my uh, one of my boarding officers starts telling me, hey, we just found found uh, the payload uh turned out to be 2.5 tons no of cocaine. what yeah and uh we had to lay it all out on deck we had to take it out of the fuel tank right and uh you know everyone's slapping high fives afterwards not in front of the guys you know yeah whatever. and uh i get back on board to translate and i was so tired uh we all all the cocaine's out on the on the back deck we put tarps over it i was so tired I took a nap on millions and millions of dollars of cocaine. That's awesome. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. I actually uh, know some Mexicans in jail, and they said it was 3.5 oh, really? tons of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been a different boat. Mark, I don't think you know any Mexicans. <laughs> and, uh, Why you got to be so racist, man? <laughs> the same patrol, too. Uh, we got a port call in Golfito, uh, Costa Rica, right? And our captain's like, all right, guys, you know, you guys deserve this. You know, relax, have some fun. You know, we're here for three days, okay? But just be aware that uh, we might get recalled. All right, cool. You know, go out, have a good time. And then here comes one of the officers like going bar to bar or hotel to hotel and be like, guys, we got to go back to the boat. We just got intelligence of a semi-submersible in, you know, offshore. Everyone's mad. We're like, are you kidding us? You know? Yeah. Now we got to get back underway for like another 28 days without seeing land or anything. Oh my God. Get underway, find them, you know, semi-sub. This time, it was two guys, no, three guys. 
Uh, I'm on the small boat. Um, I'm yelling in Spanish, you know, and the guys finally see us. Uh, one of the guys takes off his white shirt, starts waving outside the window. We were worried they're going to scuttle the ship because that's what these guys do. Really? Once they see the Coast Guard, they're like, oh, you know, we're going to sink this. Luckily, they didn't. Uh, boarded the vessel. We couldn't get the, the drugs out because it's international law that it's illegal to get the drugs out. Uh, so we just did some nighttime gunnery exercises and blew it to, you know. Oh, really? Down to Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> And the next day, we just kept on picking up bales and bales of cocaine that are just floating in the water, and it turned out to be eight tons. So Wow, it was one, even bigger. Yep. Jeez. So in the end, that patrol, 10.5 tons of cocaine. Of cocaine. Wow, bro. And that was hey. my first patrol. <laughs> That's I, breaking you in pretty good. Huh? I must have lost years out of my life because I just never slept wow. for three months straight. Wow. How much weight did you lose? Oh, a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That proved your Spanish, too, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> Give me, I mean, what are you yelling? When you pull up to one of these boats, what are you yelling at these uh, people? Para su bote, manos arriba, tienes armas a bordo. I don't know if you guys understood me. Translate. I, uh, Translate. I just said, stop your boat, put your hands up, turn off your motors. Um, you know, wow. it, it all depends on the situation, really. Yeah. And if they don't do that? If they don't do that, we just keep on yelling at them. If they don't, then we're going to... So you, you, get get you get louder and louder? We get, no, uh, there's like a step process of how, how we do it. Level one, level two, level three. Um, right. And there's also different classes of people who don't comply also you know and the police departments here have the same kind of uh, mm-hmm. policies as well I got you but we just don't shoot people because they don't listen to us that's yeah. just ridiculous you know I got you obviously if they have a gun they're pointing like it's gonna go down yeah you know what I mean absolutely well they don't want to do anything with that 50 cal on the front of that boat oh no they'll no. probably shoot the Spanish person first <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible Spanish <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's horrible Spanish <laughs> <laughs> that was no more translation <laughs> no, that's it. That, now, yeah. now they ain't gonna be able to talk to us <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um um, so, have you ever been on a boat where you had to use a fifty cal? Uh, no, just for gunnery exercises, really, not just, for actually practice, shooting yeah. people. Thank God, I, I got you. God forbid that happens. Well, you know? um, little little do the people know. We're, uh, Glenn, you probably don't know. This man right here is actually a hero because uh, there was not too long ago they had that pontoon boat that went missing. Yep, there was how many? Three or four on the boat. There was three guys. Three guys on the boat, and. Um, they basically went missing and you, I'm going to just let you go ahead and elaborate on that story because this was pretty intense. Yeah, it happened. We got the SAR alarm, uh, the search and rescue alarm at the station around 10 o'clock at night uh, so we haven't slept yet and uh, it was three guys taking on water around the skyway and um, we launched and every single other agency was there. You got uh, uh, FWC, FWC um, Pinellas Fire and Rescue, uh, Eckerd College because they have volunteer guys yeah. in the college that go out um, and, and you got the uh, sheriffs and police. We're all looking and we had two helicopters looking too and the station from Cortez the Coast Guard station Cortez decided to help out too wow from 10 to about 5 or 6 in the morning we couldn't find them I'm at 30% fuel left and I'm right by uh, Port Manatee and we, we've done all kinds of search patterns we're calculating the current you know where could they been the last known position you know all this navigation mumbo jumbo and uh, even the cell phone pings weren't accurate as well, which I'm going to say right now. It, because you don't have a radio, and I'm going to go into it on my safety tip, just because you don't have a, a radio and you think like, oh, I have a cell phone, cell phones aren't that reliable, especially on the water. We may be able to ping you, but a lot of times, depending on the company and the coverage area, the ping won't be accurate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's always important to have an EPIRB and a radio on board your boat. Both. I mean, let me finish right. up. So um, around 5 o'clock in the morning, we're by the Port Manatee, uh, uh, um, uh, yeah, the Port Manatee. And uh, 30% fuel. I'm tired. My crew's tired. I get to go ahead and go back to the unit, uh, to station, to fuel up and have another crew continue the search. Yeah, because you guys are only allowed eight hours, right? Right, eight hours. Okay. All right, so... Uh 
I had a feeling in the, in the back of my head saying like, hey, let's. I want to go check out that range marker on the south side of Skyway. My crew, like, guys, you good with that? And I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go. I'm like, I had that gut feeling. Went over there, went alongside the range marker, turned off my engines, didn't hear anything. All of a sudden, the most eeriest thing, I hear this loud echoing, help, coming from somewhere. We look, we're searching, got my searchlight out. If I, uh, the current was dragging him so fast that at the time I got there, he was passing underneath the underpass of the Skyway and uh, uh, it amplified his voice and we found him. If it wasn't for me using that gut instinct yep. and going there at that exact moment and him not and him going underneath the underpass for the amplifier's voice, we wouldn't have found him. He was holding on to a seat cushion. No life jacket. No life jacket. Well, always have your life jacket. In the case of emergency, a, put your life put jacket your on. Put your life jacket on, no matter what. So we found him. The guy was so tired. He was so dehydrated. I gave him what little water I had. He's telling me, go find my buddies, go find my buddies. We found them. They were on the the other side of the range. They were, okay, I thought they were, they almost, did they start at Egmont and came in? Uh, we're not sure where, because there was hardly any talking. Those guys were so tired. Yeah, I But bet. They, they were, his other two buddies were hanging on to the range market for dear life. Wow. wow. I found them, got them back on board, put life jackets on them. Yep. Got them back. The guy was so tired. Yeah. And the, funny things, the funniest thing, too, his family was waiting for him back at the station, and his wife comes up, and then uh, he's like, he's so happy to see his wife. He thought he was going to die you know yeah he's like oh baby you know uh mm-hmm. you know i love you and she just looks at him and be like i told you not to go fishing <laughs> wow. we all look at her like really really yeah. Yeah. you know but it was it was one one heck That's of a case and uh you know definitely one i'll remember for the rest of my yeah. life you're uh, a hero man hero oh, hero save, save three save three people's lives that's huge life's a hero too oh yeah here you go mark you kind of look like him too, Mark. That's awesome. Well, Papa, man, I mean, I, I remember you, you talk. I think I talked to you the next day when you told me that, dude. I was so ecstatic for you because I was a, Thanks, Papa. You know, I remember hearing that and hearing them out on the water. It was, that's awesome, man. That's, I can't, I can't tell you. And that's, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I know you're here probably to win next, next. I leave August of 2018, unfortunately. Okay. And you're gonna have plenty more stories for us as well. Oh, yeah. so. I just hope it's not Michigan cold. Yeah. Hopefully they station Ooh. you in Key West. So we come stay Ooh, with you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Not for two months, like Sergio was talking about, but maybe two days or something. Yeah, no kidding. So that's awesome. That's, that's Petty Officer Alejandro Diaz, aka Pabatico. Awesome, Gordon, dude. bring us the safety tip coming up after this segment. This is Flats Mafia Radio. Stay tuned. Flats Mafia Radio will be back after this quick break. Diaz, 
We're going to actually be going to the safety tip here shortly. But first, today's Sunday morning Tampa Bay Marine forecast is brought to you by Seminole Heights General Store. I can't tell you the weather because I'm sitting in Costa Rica and it's beautiful over here. So if you need to find out the weather for the day, I'd recommend using Bay News 9 or the Weather Channel. Bay News 9. <laughs> hey, does that, does that mean that- I'm sitting in Costa Rica too? Well, um... I mean, if you catch it, if you if you buy a plane ticket and jump on this bachelor no. party, <laughs> if you're sitting in Costa Rica, so am I. Well, I mean, I'll be sitting in Costa Rica. Oh, you'll be sitting in, in Costa, Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah. Okay. So, right. speaking of that, I'm I actually going to have plenty to talk about with our fishing trip next week after I come back because uh, it's it's going to be uh, yeah fish. we got rooster sailfish right now they're catching 14, 15 sailfish a day right now 14 or 15 yeah, in a day on one charter wow, wow. bro it, it, if you look basically in Costa Rica you have 12 months the best month to fish is this month really February is the best month out of any month in Costa Rica to fish and we're going uh, we actually have I believe it's two two or three boats two or three boats that are going to be going on a charter nice and um I hope to catch some big mahi. I really would like to catch a tuna because on that Saturday we got a chef rooster fish, bro. Bro, I, I've caught one already. My my, my ready did go that. Catch dolphin, dolphin anywhere. Yeah, but I'm talking about the party we're throwing at the house. We got a chef Cook and a the DJ. Rooster fish up, bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the Costa Ricans treat that fish like a sacred fish. Cook it up. No way, bro. The guy barely even let me take a fix a picture with my fish. He was like, okay, okay, put it in the water, put it in the water. Like, I took two pictures he's like revive it it's like a sacred fish in costa rica wow yeah i, know, Bruce, I, I mean that. yeah it huh? really is they they cherish they really do cherish that fish huh. and let me tell you mahi mahi is about as good as money out there you now they got some good snook over there too yeah we were actually talking about that on the way here yeah, Negro. yeah the yeah. black snook yeah you know when i was there the last time i was there it was the craziest thing this dude's there's like three big rocks mm-hmm. on the side of this cliff the guy climbs all the way to the third rock and he's out there with a yo-yo like that <laughs> throwing with a jig catching snook on a hand line <laughs> and I'm talking about fat black you know, snook you bro. know that's a trash fish over there you know that right well bro I couldn't it couldn't I couldn't see it because everyone all the locals I went up to and asked them what they catch they lifted up a palm tree and there's about 10 of them sitting in the sand yeah that's a trash fish over there well bro that's a, that's a beautiful fish and uh, they call it a soap fish soap yeah you didn't know that why oh because it tastes like soap. No, no. The, I promise you, if you catch a fit, if you catch a snook in Costa Rica, when you go over there, ask them, say, "Hey, how's this taste like?" And they'll say it's a soap fish. Really? Yeah. For some reason, there because there's four there's four different types of snook. Yeah, yeah, there and is. The, and the ones that they got down there are supposedly not supposed to taste that good. So it's like catching a jack here. Really? Supposedly. I'm just going by hearsay. But where's your source coming hey, from? But my sources are pretty on point. So trust mm, okay. me. They, they call they called soap fish down there. So fish. Oh, you know, soap. I'm, I'm, soap. soap. Like S A O E. So don't bathe yourself with it. Why not? Huh? <laughs> Why don't, not? Don't bathe yourself. Don't scrub, your, a, don't scrub yourself with one. If I take a filete like that, uh, yeah, if it's, that's with it. the type of this texture, who knows? That's that might be it. like a. What do they call use those things you made? Use with? a filet for toilet paper. No, I'm not putting no fish no, in my no, butt. Okay. No, okay. No. Right. no. You crazy? <laughs> Put a fish in my butt? Who do I look like, Mark? <laughs> uh, he don't like oh, that. Oh, he don't like that one. He, he don't like, like that one. Hey, now, 
<laughs> Bro, I understand you wouldn't want to do that. It'd fall right out. <laughs> yeah, not if I'm using a whale fillet, Mark. What's wrong? You don't have a cool little a cool little uh, thing to get me back. Now he's looking for something. He's googling it. <laughs> Mark just made a gang sign. It looks like this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, bro, I'm I'm pumped up. We, we got 14 of us leaving tomorrow, and um, got to be at the airport super early. And I told them, I was like, listen, whatever we do, because on bachelor parties, you got to get the fishing out of the way the first day, right? Because if you get there and you start partying, no one's gonna want to do, do that. Anything, right, and right. and you know when you're out on the water for eight hours, it, it'll it'll kick your butt, especially. But let me tell you this: one of the best things about Costa Rica fishing is that when you're you reach that point about ten o'clock in the morning, and they say, "Hey." You want some fresh fruit? And they pull out this pineapple that is probably was just dropped from a, or it doesn't drop from a tree. It's actually grown from the ground. Yeah, it's coming from the ground. <laughs> Bro, it is the best fruit I've ever had. And you know, that, of course, topping it off when you're jumping 15 sailfish. And, I, and I'm, I'm honestly going in with my GoPro and I'm going to ask the captain before if they catch a if we're if there's an awesome fish mm-hmm. that's coming up next to the boat I am going to grab a hold of them and I'm jumping in the water and I'm filming it I want to I want to be able to sell my footage or a picture to Guy Harvey because I'm going in for the best shot possible make sure the fish is in front of you I don't want to get stabbed with the thing make sure it's in front of you yeah, make sure you can get back in the boat well, that's make sure you get back yeah. in the boat because there's probably no diving ladder or anything like that. <laughs> No, that's what I was just thinking about, man. And I don't want yeah. them to tie a rope around me and then drag me back in through the big game door. Yeah. Like, I don't know about that. So maybe I'll just get him. I'll bring my pole or something. Or like bring a stick. Maybe <laughs> my uncle's like, oh, well, you know, you should be careful because, you know, those big fish, you Who's bring them up married? to. Do I know him? Uh, Frank Scagulone. Uh, you know Frank? Mm-mm. Maybe if you see him, but uh, in relation to Pete Scaglione, uh, I, I don't, I you know, I think Coach Pete, I it might be because you know, there's so many Scaglionis of Tampa, right, it's right. tough, it is, but um, you know, but, uh, you know who's going on the trip is Mikel, oh, Nelson Campisi, so, oh, Nelson's going, Nelson, um, right. Mario's going, so that'd be a good time. Oh, no, we got a, we got a, we had a really good group of guys going, so right. um, you know, it's, it's it's gonna be a great trip, we got everything set up, fishing, ATVs, and then uh, hey, I think Mark just quit on us yeah I think he did he just walked he just out walked of the studio out. he just quit on us I think he's probably going to get a sound card or sound bits or something because <laughs> he's mad because I was chewing him <laughs> he went to go pout yeah I think but uh I that, that's you, awesome dude that's yeah be a yeah looking trip. forward to it but I tell you what man being out on the water yesterday because it's ever since I you know got the house from you I've been at the house so I haven't been able to fish the last time I actually went fishing when I took yeah. him and his wife out uh, okay. on a charter at the Skyway and that's when we were killing the mango sheep snapper? Head, the oh, sheephead, yeah. mango snapper, and flounder. Yeah, uh, yeah she, we, she had a blast. She's yeah, this about it. awesome, awesome man. Yeah. You got and, and let me ask you this: How long did it take you to clean those fish? Forever. <laughs> it's forever, man. Hey, you mean um, your captain didn't clean them for you? No, he wanted to take yeah, them I'll, home. I'll do it. That, she's like that, man. She wanted to cook them outside too, so I had to I had to clean them and cook them. But it's all right. I had a cooler full of beer right next to me, so yeah, oh yeah, good. yeah. I mean, we 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 had a cooler full of beer right. that day too. Oh yeah, there wasn't no beer left. I can no. tell you that. No. We caught fish and a buzz. Oh yeah, I thought you had the power plant but that was the day before I was at the power plant with with no 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 we went oh. I actually went to the skyway oh, okay uh, that day because they really his wife really wanted mango snapper there? 
No, I didn't. Because if you could wear a hole out in the water, that's that spot. <laughs> he wears a hole in the water there. Good night. Uh, well, shout out to Jeff, though, because Jeff, uh, Jeff actually... Uh, some some uh, something popped up on Facebook today, and uh, he recommended me for a charter. And uh, I guess the guy's coming from—I don't know if it was from Germany or something. I don't know. He's coming in April, but Jeff hooked it up, and the guy actually messaged me. I don't know if he's going to go with me or not, but I talked to him briefly. But um, Jeff Grove, shout out. Also, shout out to uh, Seminole Heights General Store, and uh, also Machine Law Group and Real Barbecue. While we're on the topic. And um, we actually, now that I think about it, I think it's not this Sunday, but the next Sunday we're actually going to have breakfast. Barbecue breakfast sandwiches brought to us from Real Barbecue. Oh, that sounds um, yeah. good. Yeah, it sounds actually delicious. Yeah. Or it doesn't sound good. It sounds gooder. Gooder. Yes. Delicious. Yes. Right. Absolute glorious right. breakfast. So, so shout out to Scott from Real Barbecue coming I in. Like, to, I want to come back. Yeah. Well, you know, you might need to come back by. Yeah, I, for sure. Since he, since he bailed on us because uh, he had Super Bowl and stuff, he bailed on I'll just tell him to make another sandwich. You come back in. All right. Yeah. We'll set it up and do it that way. But uh, so, you know what? Hey, um, you're back, buddy. Oh, there he is. Oh, you're hey, back. what's up, Mark? Yeah, you guys been talking all kinds. Of- yeah, we're just talking all kinds of stuff, but we are about ready for that safety tip of the week. How do you feel about that? Because we got a great idea. Did you did you need me to hold, hold your hand through this one? Or? No, no. But I uh, I just want to go ahead and uh, shoot over to Alejandro Papatico. Yeah, I stepped out for a minute, but I'm I'm gonna listen back to this show, this segment before I actually put it on the air. Hold up, Mark. We <laughs> see what you guys are talking Mark, about. Mark, we stopped talking about you a long time ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah, about five seconds before I walked no, back in. No, that's not right. Hey, let's go with Papadico with today's safety tip of the week. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this week's safety tip, VHF FM radio frequencies. A VHF FM radio is the best method of communication while on the water. Although cell phones are good backup, they can be unreliable due to gaps in coverage area and a dead battery. Purchase marine radios to ensure communication with other boaters and Coast Guard crews. Its range can be picked up much farther than a cell phone. Now, when operating your VHF FM radio, remember to maintain proper radio etiquette and keep your transmission short and to the point. Here are two frequencies all recreational boaters should monitor. Channel 9, boater calling frequency. This channel is a supplementary calling channel for recreational boaters in order to relieve congestion on VHF Channel 16. Channel 16, international distress, safety, and hailing frequency. Use this channel to get the attention of another station or an emergencies. The U.S. Coast Guard and most coast stations also maintain a listening watch on this channel. For a full list of marine VHF FM radio channels, visit the Coast Guard's Navigation Center website at www.nafsen.uscj.gov. And as always, for more boating safety tips, check out the Coast Guard's website at uscgboating.org. Stay safe. Tight lines, guys. All right, Papa Tico live from the studio this time. We don't got a call in. It's always uh, it's always nice to have you in the studio. Thanks, Papa. What's going on, man? We forgot James on the line. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! He's gonna be so mad. Oh, James! <laughs> Listen, this is James right now. Hey, James. <laughs> he hung up. Oh, oh. James. We, J- James, Mark forgot. We I didn't know you were on the line. Mark obviously forgot. Okay, that's BS because you're like, hey, get him on the line. Uh, no, well, you didn't say, hey, James is on the line. You never told me that. Right, because when I was like, hey, James, you're on the line. Hold on one second. You didn't, you know. No, you're like, I have my headphones on. All right. Nice this try. Is, this is just such good radio. You're nice just, nice just, try. Great stuff. No, you're just a great producer. Well, so, thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, <laughs> we're going to be going back. You know, we got James going to be on the line coming back. For this following last segment, we got James. 
Yeah, no, we don't have James. <laughs> so, uh, being that our producer is such a great producer, uh, he left James on hold for about 15 minutes. No big deal. Wow. But uh, we'll have, we'll get him back on the line. We'll get Mark to do that in between segments so we can have uh, Wally call back in and talk to us a little bit on our last segment. But uh, pretty much, you know, we uh, I want to say it first right now before we run out of time later. Uh, we appreciate you coming in. We're not going nowhere. We still got one more segment, but uh, we appreciate your intel every week. You have great safety tips for the boaters listening. And, um, you know, we appreciate you doing all the time. And we're going to stay tuned because Flats Mafia Radio is still here. Stay tuned. Flats Mafia Radio will be back after this quick break. Captain Bumba, Captain Glenn, and James Garrison are back with Flats Mafia Radio. Yes, we are back, Flats Mafia Radio. We uh we got our boy James on the line yet or what? James, where you at, brother? Yeah, I'm here, man. Oh my god, how long you been on hold for? About 43 minutes. 43 minutes. Thanks, Mark. 43 minutes. Yeah. I've been listening going? in between all the commercials and everything. You guys are uh, on point today, I must say. Yeah, we are on point. Papa <laughs> Pico was killing it on his segment, though. That was some, that was some good stories. I like hearing that. Yeah, uh, thanks, James. Yeah, that was some good stuff. That's the best part of the show, actually. Yeah, Glenn should have 100 of those, but I don't even think they let him out of the truck when he's at work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the best way to be. <laughs> What's up with you? What you up to? No, I'm on daddy daycare today, kid. Miss da- you guys. Daddy daycare? Well, why don't you, why don't you tell Juju to say hello real quick? I'll, I'll go tell her to say hello. She's stuffing her face right now. Some well, food, to, go but... get Juju real quick. All right. Juju, you want to say hi to Bubs on the radio? Yeah, hi, Juju. What are you doing? Oh, Bubba's just over here with the boys recording the show. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Your Bubba misses you. I miss you too. Oh my goodness, you shoot so cute. Did you go fishing with Daddy in the in the lake the other day? She just, she just gave me back the phone. She did two, <laughs> she did two fingers to you. Two fingers. She, hey. she dropped the mic. <laughs> yeah, she got Lady she got the Uh Bro, she has got a cute voice, bro. She does. She knows it too. Yeah, she does. Hey, let me let me ask Glenn this: You you actually going to show up this weekend for this tournament, or are you going to bail the night before again? Oh, <laughs> that's for you. That's for, for you. Hello. Hey, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah. Hey, just check right, the leaderboard. Look, I got, I got hey, something for you. If you need me, if you need me, I'm already five. If what? If you need me, I'm already five. All right. You're already not a Top five? Gun fan. I might not get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Papatico <laughs> gets it. He knows what I'm talking about over there. Already oh, yeah, five. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he don't. He just rolled his eyes. He don't get it either. <laughs> now hey. me and Jeff are gonna uh, we're gonna skip this one. Boat's not ready. Yeah, why don't y'all use mine? We just we haven't been fishing either, so we didn't really want to just wing it. Go out there and wing it. It's no good. Oh well, I saw some redfish yesterday. I heard that. So about forty of them. Yeah, about forty of them. They're on the move, but they were. Yeah, I mean, the, they weren't really Cypress, big though. Cypress Beach ain't really the place you want to go for artificial. Uh, no, 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 no. On no. A, on a Cypress Beach was snook and trout. I wasn't at oh, Cypress yeah. Beach for the redfish. They were somewhere around Fourth Street. 
Okay, I got you. Did you go check out the airport like I told you? No, we never made it, bro, because we really didn't have that much water and we didn't fish all day. So, you know, we uh, we kind of were yeah, limited. Just pushed, they were just pushed out more. That's all you needed to stay further out. Yeah. Well, my buddy uh, Mike Russo, we were we kind of just bounced around a little bit. Um, Should have went and checked them, but you know, I really. I, I, I really I don't even know When I'm gonna fish again Hey just ask Paige Where the redfish are at She knows where they're at Paige where the redfish at She knows where they're at <laughs> Yeah well, Yeah Paige 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 should have fished For your last tournament I guess she wasn't allowed huh Yeah no. They ain't let her They ain't let her They did not let right. the, the red widow Come in there Hey I gotta throw This little jab out there Glenn Glenn's tournament score Was the same As his other two tournaments Even though he didn't Show up to this one His score is still the same For all three Easter came early <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, hey, but actually, we still we still had fish though. We had a nice we had a nice six pounder. We never waited in. Well, I don't understand yeah, why you, you don't, do that. You don't weigh it in. It don't count, kid. Yeah, but if you don't, you gotta, you if gotta you don't put have it two on the fish, scale. why you don't wear it in? If you don't have two fish, man. So no, it's not no, not true, not true. Uh, hey. Unless unless you're unless you're you know you going had for a points. fish. I believe you were late. Yeah, you were late. yeah, I saw you. Yeah, I saw you that day. Yeah, you but were tardy. if you don't have, unless you're fishing for points or for like team of the year or something, because it, it don't matter. Your, yeah, it don't matter. It was, I think Tom Swick and them hit fourth place, huh, James? They did fourth place. Uh, team of the year, fourth place. Team I of think the year, were, fourth place. Yeah, second or third the day of the tournament. Yeah, they had two. They had two uh, two decent redfish. Team Fish Brain. They don't they don't play around. They're out there every day doing it. Yeah, Team Fish Brain. We got to be out there every day, Glenn. I'm out there every day. Listen, you know how you start winning tournaments? You make me your teammate. Hey, you know how you start winning tournaments? Let me be the captain. Hey, let me be the captain. You had a segment on there. Probably Pico should tell him about this guy was burning a flat on Facebook Live, turns around and tells everybody, just run him over, turn around, go back, park your boat, and they'll show back up in front of you in 10 minutes. Hey. After he gave him six prop scars. It works. Sorry. Bro, hey, bro, could you imagine if everybody you, listened to Glenn? If everybody listened to Glenn and did that and just burned a flat like he did and oh then turned around after they see fish and stop. Time out. Papa Tico, we're going to let my man talk for a minute. What did you just say earlier about me on the segment? What, that they about, pick on you all the time? No, no, about fishing. <laughs> about fishing. About, oh, about he, you oh, Glenn wants hold to blow his head up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey, put James in check real quick. What did you say? What did you say? Nah, okay, man. Hey, his, his head's about hey, to get jerked. No, no, I'd like to hear it. Go ahead. He say said he truth. uses his techniques. All I said is that, like, his techniques that he talks about, I use them over there at the Coast Guard base, you know, on my off time, and they work. Thank they, you. They actually That's work. That's it. That you know? doesn't make no, you the greatest man Glenn, ever. Nobody said Glenn doesn't know how to fish, but if everybody took his advice and burned a flat and yeah. ran five yards off a mangrove yeah, line that's not good. and turned around, there would be no, hey. we wouldn't be allowed to use hey. motors, period. It'd be like Weedon Island. Everything's uh, no motor zones. Well, that's the thing. I've been noticing a pattern here every time I do the safety tip every week and I hear like people go, oh, Glenn, did you hear that? Glenn, did you hear that? Glenn, I'll, I'll, we're going to have to keep an eye on you, Glenn. Yeah, oh, you know yeah. what boat he is. Right. He's in that 225 Dorado. You better keep an eye. Tell the Coast Guards to keep an eye on him. Hey, I, <laughs> I got, I got, I got FWC buddies that tell me all the time, you better get Glenn in Jack, we're looking for him. Okay. I got the undercover. He's on his own. I got the undercover duck boat. All right. I played a duck blind on it. Hey, listen, they're going to make a new rule for Glenn because they're going to start seeing redfish with props cars. Hey, you know what? You can pull a flat for 10 hours if you want. I just find them, turn around, catch them. No, no, no. It's not finding them. You just run it. 
So you can sit there and pull all day. Oh, I leave man. that. I leave that to my fly fishing guides and all those guys. I want to pull all day long. Yeah, and I don't believe in the pulling. You don't believe in the pulling. Nope, that pulling stuff is oh. that's for the birds. Yeah, oh. I enjoy pulling. I like being on the on the platform. Yeah. Well, how about you pull me around? Because if you're pull, remember this: if you're pulling, you ain't fishing. Well, you ain't the, fishing. The guy, the guy in the front hey, is. did you learn that at Jefferson, or was that hey, just common sense? If you're pulling, <laughs> you're not fishing. You're not fishing. So, oh man. Well, the other day, like I told Bob to go to the airport, we had to pull to these fish. You couldn't if you're using a trolling motor, or even uh, I don't know. You could have waited to them, but then you wouldn't be able to see where they're at because yeah. we were sight casting. Well, but my my buddy didn't even have his trolling motor charged, bro. So it was it was making it difficult. Hey, well, like Ben, like Ben says, you can't trolling motor to them because they will feel you in that really shallow water. Study the fish they pattern. You don't boat. have to pull. Learn where the fish are moving up and down. Hey. You don't have to pull. You just stay. Hey, I'll learn. I'll and they learn. I'll learn what you. your. Uh, I'll learn what your score was for the last three hey, tournaments. They, they flood to you. They flood hey, to James, you. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick. Is Tom Brady the goat? Yes or no? For sure. Yeah, he's the goat. Yeah, he is. Yeah. All right. Well, no we got to get up out of here, man. He is the goat. Right, hey, appreciate the phone call, James. We'll hey, see you soon. In Costa Rica, kid. I will, brother. I'll hit you up. Flash Mafia Radio. We appreciate y'all listening. We'll see you next week. Two fingers. You can hear all Flats Mafia Radio shows at flatsmafia.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All at Flats Mafia.